Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Courtside with. Jeez, uh, man, I can't hear anything with all the dribbling. So, as I was trying to tell you, this is a new thing called Courtside with Kellen. Kellen Olsen's our son's brainiac, and he knows everything about the Suns and the players like Kellen, so he's got that going for him. Anyhow, here's Kellen. And he's brought to you by Southwest Gas, committed to exceeding expectations today while innovating sustainable solutions for tomorrow. Well, I know, and I only know this because I went back and looked at my Twitter timeline this morning when I got up because I was dead asleep when this thing went down. I know Kellen Olson wasn't dead asleep when this thing went down. He was tweeting, he was writing, he was podcasting, he was doing the thing for ArizonaSports.com and joining us right now for two segments because it's such a big day with the KD trade. we got a lot to talk about. Our son's guru, Kellen Olson, joining us here on the Burns and Gambo Show. He's back there in the Oxygen Community Studios. How you doing, man? What's up, guys? Doing well. It's that time of year. Really exciting uh, last 24 hours and uh, now quite the exciting couple of months and years to come. Yeah, this. I mean, this was it. This this was always it. This is the guy. I mean, uh, we we had on on this show we had gone through every report for the last three weeks, and nope, 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 no John Collins, no Giannobi, no Kobe White, no. We, I mean, we we shot down every one because they were sons were never interested in those. It was always about KD, whether it was last summer, this year at the trade deadline, or if it was going to be in the summer. The Suns had their heart set on on getting Kevin Durant and only Kevin Durant. Yeah, at times, Gambo, it felt like a pipe dream for them, to be honest. It was hard not to feel that way just with how singularly focused they appeared to be. Like, sure, we were talking about the first rounders, like if another star becomes available and just how flexible they wanted to uh, maintain it and be. And they waited so long on this Jay Crowder trade. We're just kind of sitting there wondering, like, man, what exactly is going Like, what do they have their sights set on? You just answered it right there. They had it on Kevin Durant and in, in a way that a lot of people, including myself, quite honestly, would in some ways label as foolish, which is how tunnel vision they seemed on on the hope that this guy would want to come to Phoenix, that the trade would come together, and it did. Uh, it, it, it's quite shocking that it happened in this way, of course, but as the reporting has started to come together in the last uh, couple of uh, 24 hours here, it seems like something that has really been in the works for them uh, over the last week specifically, and it just kind of seems like it was almost, a, it, is it fair to say inevitable, Gambo? It kind of almost feels that way with how this came together. I did. I kind of, you just you just you were just waiting for the divorce. You were yeah. just waiting for the divorce. It's says it's like some guy waiting for some girl to get divorced. Once she's divorced, that's it. You know, I mean, uh, it, it it did. It, this this was who they wanted. This is what why they saved all those draft picks, Kellen. This is why they didn't trade them, and everybody wanted them. Go get the go get OGN and OB. Go get John Collins. Give up a first. They didn't want to do that because by giving up those first round picks, they would have put themselves at a disadvantage in trying to get Kevin Durant. Let me um, I, let me talk to both of you about this because this is the thing that's been on my mind. There's been a lot that's on my mind. Honestly, there's probably things I'm going to forget to say because I've got so much I want to say about this. I, Kellen and Gambo, and, and Kellen, I'll start with you on this one. I've wondered out loud if Matt Ishbia was the WD-40 that got that unstuck this deal, that pushed James Jones maybe out of a comfort zone and into another zone and maybe he needed that little nudge. We won't know for sure until we know. Do you get the sense that Matt Ishbia was indeed the WD-40 that kind of loosened things up for this? 
Absolutely. I think that's a really good way of thinking about it. I'm, of course, not sourcing any information here and just going off of my own inclinations based on what we know about how James Jones operates, how he feels about team building, his philosophies, and so on. But I don't think he ever wanted to give up Mikel Bridges in this type of deal. I don't think he ever really wanted to. And, and for whatever reason, Matt Ishbia's insertion into this, I think that he was that last nudge that was really able to get him across the finish line to what Brooklyn rightfully so wanted. Like Brooklyn was never going to take it for Cam Crowder and expirings. They were never going to do that around DeAndre Ayton. Like Mikel was always the key part of this deal that just had to be included in this. And for everything that we're going to be talking about, that you guys have already been talking about on the show, I'm sure we've already talked about a lot in our spaces and we're going to continue to talk about here for the next two weeks while we wait for Kevin Durant to come back healthy from his MCL sprain is how you replace what Mikel Bridges did on the floor. And that's why I would believe that someone like James would be like, okay, God, we just can't get, who is going to guard John Morant? Who is going to guard Jamal Murray? Who is going to guard CJ McCollum? Who's going to guard LeBron James? Like there's so many questions that they have defensively as a team when they lose someone like Mikel. But I just come back to the great words of Patrick Beverly. And I know saying great words in front of Patrick Beverly is not the smartest thing to say on an Arizona radio station, but I just said it. Uh, It's Kevin Durant. It's Kevin Durant. It's Kevin Durant. Gambo? Was Matt Ishby the reason why this thing happened? Yeah, what it did? I, I, I don't. I, I don't think it hurt. I think it probably helped. And if I'm James Jones, I'm also saying I got a new guy coming in. I mean, I had my previous owner. I was set. Hey, I win a championship now. Nobody's getting rid of me. <laughs> if I'm James Jones, I win. Uh, James Jones, I got Kevin Durant. I delivered a title of Phoenix. You're set for the next five years. Matt Ishby is not making any changes with you. I mean, how are you going to get rid of a general manager just delivered a championship? So, I, I think at some point you realize that you know I, we got to go all in, you know, where this is the year to do it. Maybe last year or the year before, maybe this year you just feel more so that that the West is open, that the chance to win the championship is there, and you got to go for it. Is this the best player to ever wear a Phoenix Suns uniform in Kevin Durant? Um, I, I, it's a, I'll go quickly, and I, I think that that's a question for you. You watched Barkley here. I did not. So I think that that's more of a question that you know that you should be asking yourself because you were here during all those years when Charles Barkley led the Suns to the NBA Finals. Kellen, I'll ask you, and then I'll answer the question myself because I, I like how Gambo deftly put that on me. It should be on you. Yeah, well, no, no I, I don't mind it being on me. I'll be, I'll be more than happy to answer it, but I'm curious to get Kellen's thought on it first. You're doing what a good host does, Burns, and you're setting me up. You, you know what my answer is. It is, yes. I, I wrote it in the column. I think that he is going to be, when you look at just the best overall player that they've ever had, and this is where this discussion gets confusing because it's probably Shaquille O'Neal, right, when you look at their totality of their careers. But in the current form that the basketball players in as they are playing for the Phoenix Suns, I think that Kevin Durant will be the best player that has ever put on a Suns jersey. Do you guys remember watching Chris Paul for the first three weeks, watching DeAndre Hopkins for the first three weeks and being like, man, I knew they were good, but this is just like I didn't, I didn't know they were this good. And I, even someone like myself who has seen Kevin Durant play hundreds of basketball games at this point, it's going to be different watching his greatness on a daily level, seeing how good of a passer he is, seeing how good of a help defender he is, seeing how good of a rim protector he is. Like he is, I wrote it in the pieces, he's mastered basketball. He really has. He's such a well-rounded, excellent force all over the court. And I think that ultimately adds up to my answer being yes. Yeah. There is no player who has played for the Phoenix Suns. And Shaq is an interesting answer. 
answer. Who's got a better resume than Kevin Durant does? I mean, Kevin Durant, he's two-time finals MVP, NBA champion, right? And Shaq was here for such a short period of time. And by then, his skill set had been in such decline, he just wasn't the same guy. Now, Kevin Durant's obviously not the same guy. Well, I shouldn't say that. He's still very, 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 very good at what he does. But he's certainly, you know, he's not in his late 20s anymore. The age and the injuries are a concern to us. I don't think, Barkley included, I don't think there's a player who has ever accomplished more or been better at their peak than Kevin Durant is. Like, I I think Kevin Durant, at the height of his powers, is better than Charles Barkley at the height of his powers. Kevin Durant is one of the all-time best scorers in the history of the NBA. Who who came into a better situation, Barkley or Durant? Uh, I think Durant came into a better situation because of Booker. I, I think Booker supersedes anybody that was waiting KJ? for Barkley. I, I think Booker's better than KJ. I, I think Marley, Booker, Ainge, Chambers. I think it's a better situation that he's walking into because of the duo of Booker. So That's Durant my is in a better situation now than what Barkley was when he came here. I think so. Barkley took him to the NBA Finals, almost beat Michael Jordan. Yep. That's, that's my opinion. Ke- uh, Kevin? Or, I'm sorry, Kevin. Uh, Kevin? Kellen? Sorry. Kellen, there's a lot going on. Woo. Larry, Tom, so surprised I haven't called you guys Vince, Luke. Like, I never call him Ron, but I might call you guys Ron. Like, I, I'm all over the place, too. One, one, one statistical anecdote here. Kevin De- DeAndre Ayton this season, he's shooting 58.6% from the field. He's a very, very efficient player. Kevin Durant, who primarily takes jump shots, is shooting 55.9% from the field this year. That is astronomical. It is insane how efficient of a shooter and a scorer that he is at this point in his career. He's more efficient than most bigs and bigs that shoot around the rim. It's it, He is like an, an absolute game changer in every sense of the word. All right, we're going to take a break. More with Kellen when we come back and when we focus on in our next segment with Kellen is what's next for the Phoenix Suns. Not that we're already over Kevin Durant coming here. We're not. But certainly there is more coming for a team now that's got some holes to fill. How do they fill it? We'll talk with Gambo and Kellen about that next on the Burns and Gambo Show. Burns and Gambo. Afternoons on Arizona Sports. The local sports leader. Got a uh, funny tweet here from a listener who tweeted us. uh, I'm driving with the window down listening to Burns and Gambo as I wear my son's cap. I stop at a red light. Car next to me pulls up, puts down his window, and yells, We got KD. Go Suns. That's how big this trade is here in Phoenix. Uh, That is the reaction today. Not everybody's in love with this deal. Some think the Suns gave up way too much to get Kevin Durant. But Mikel Bridges, Cam Johnson, Jake Crowder, four unprotected firsts and a pick swap. And KD is now a member of the Phoenix Suns. And we're talking about it with our own Kellen Olsen, Suns guru from ArizonaSports.com, Burns and Gamble. Of course, we're live here from Safeway, 83rd Avenue, and Camelback. Uh, Kellen, a moment, if we can, about Mikel, about Cam. Um, I was, it was a, a wonderful tribute, I thought, you wrote this morning or last night on ArizonaSports.com 
about kind of how they were the heart and soul of the Phoenix Suns basketball team and how they're not going to be easily replaced. I know we're all jacked up about KD, but guys, let's spend a minute or two talking about what they lost in Mikel and Cam and, and all of that. Kellen, let's start with you. Yeah, I'll, I'll focus off the court. Uh, Burnsley is the guy that, that was day-to-day around them uh, ever since both of them got here uh, in the Valley. I, I, I think it's hard for me to kind of uh, put into words how much these two guys meant to both the guys in, in the organization, uh, the guys and gals in the organization, but also the fan base in general. I think that Mikel is someone who, for younger and even older Suns fans, is someone that a lot of people view as either their favorite son of all time or, or one of their favorites, just not only with the way that he played, but his personality and, and just how how great of a teammate that he was, just like an all-time type of teammate on and off the floor. Uh, Mikel was the jokester on this team. He was the guy that everyone messed with, so when we started getting back in the locker room this year, whenever we would talk to him, that is when his teammates would take their turn messing with him. It seemed like he was the punching bag at times because of how much they were messing with him. It was really great to see the bond that he formed with all of his teammates. I mean, he went through he went through the mud with Devin Booker and, and DeAndre Ayton and the growth that this team had, and then Chris Paul is someone that he like he would just mess with constantly. Him and Mikel would just really bicker with each other sometimes during some of those Zoom sessions we had back in the uh, pandemic days when we weren't doing uh, up-close conversations with these guys. And he, he was just one of those kinds of people who, who brought out that side of, uh, of everyone, and Cam, Cam was the same way. And, and I think Gambo, ultimately, like what it echoes on the court is just how hard these guys played and how much they embodied what the Suns wanted their guys to play like. There's no question. And, and and as I said, you take it you know off the court, those guys were everything you would want them to be. Um, there was definitely a debate as to what Cam Johnson's value was. That's why they weren't able to come to an agreement. The injuries with Cam were, were, gave them a little reluctance to pay him what he wanted on the, on the market. Uh, so he will be an unrestricted free agent this year. I think that you know that's he's easier to let him go with that situation being what it is. Uh, and with Mikhail, listen, you can replace Cam. I like Cam, but you could find guys that could do similar things. I, you cannot replace Mikhail. They're not going to be able to replace Mikhail. That's why his value is so high. That's why if the Nets had wanted to trade him, they could have gotten three first-round picks for him. I spoke with other teams today. There was value out there if they wanted to move Mikhail. His ability to guard one through five, what he does day in and day out, his defensive uh, versatility is just second to almost none in this league, and he's going to be a much harder guy to replace. But what Kellen's talking about, Burns, with both guys, you know what they, how they embody being a Phoenix. Those guys love being on the Phoenix Suns. They love being part of this team, and they're going to both be sorely missed. Yeah, and in a word, real quick, and we don't have to spend a lot of time, but I do want to mention um, Jay and Dario too. Dario sent out in a separate trade. Um, obviously, I got a lot of affinity for Dario, and especially the role that he played going into the NBA Finals before he got hurt. And even though it didn't end well with Jay, he was a valuable, valuable part of this organization for two years in developing that edge and that toughness and and everything that he brought to the table, the, the intangibles, as well as the tangible stuff. So, even though it didn't end well, I wanted to make sure something was said about both of those guys, too, because it is, I mean, these are some key core guys who are a part of one of the most successful eras of Phoenix Suns basketball. Now, it's still going to be successful. It's just going to be different. Um, Kellen, Gambo, what's next? 
buyout market. Gamba, I'll start with you on this one. What, 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 how do you think this is going to go down now? I think that any player that's, that hits the buyout market will absolutely consider the Phoenix Suns a chance to, you know, now a lot of guys in the buyout market, they want promises, right? They're going to sign with somebody if they get a promise. I want a promised amount of playing time. That, that happens in the buyout market. But with the Phoenix Suns, you may get some guys that, look, I just want to come here and I, I'm not really worried about my playing time. I want to win a championship and I want to go play with those guys. The Suns also have that taxpayer exception, which they haven't used, which does allow them, if they want to, to be able to go get a guy for more than what the veterans' minimum prorated will be. Kellen, how attractive of a destination is this in the buyout market? I think it's gigantic, and especially if someone can envision themselves as a. You make this point a lot, Game Boy. It's a really good one. Like, the Suns aren't a team that promises things to these guys, right? Like, they don't come in, they're not going to sign with these guys and be like, you're going to get 20 minutes every night. Like, they're not going to do that. That's not going to happen. They're not going to tell you, oh, you're, you're going to come in here and be the fifth starter, unless it's like a really unforeseen player that hits the buyout market. I don't see that happening. But what a player can come in and see is see that this team has a fifth spot. There's a fifth spot on the team. There's these four awesome players, and there has to be a fifth guy that's out there with them at the beginning and end of games, and someone can come in here and do that. The most obvious name that I've liked the most for them is Will Barton. I know that he's declined as a defensive player in the last two years specifically, but when I go back to the culture that Mikel Bridges and Cam Johnson helped establish and just the type of beloved teammate that Will Barton is and the type of skilled offensive player that he is as well, he makes the most sense to me, but it's more of trying to find those wings, Burnsy, but then again, the reason why guys like Mikel Bridges and Cam Johnson are so valuable is because none of those those types of guys are going to hit the buyout market. It's just not going to happen, so you just need to find that right kind of guy who can fit into the rotation. It's a really important 48 hours here for the Suns. Another name I wanted to throw out there because he's in some ways already been linked to the Phoenix Suns is Reggie Jackson. Guy got traded to the Hornets today. It's expected he's going to get bought out. Chris Haynes is reporting there might be some interest from the Suns. Uh, both of you, but I'll start with Kellen. What are your thoughts about if Reggie Jackson is available, how he would fit stylistically with the Suns? And man, it's, I haven't seen enough of the Clippers this year to fully diagnose on my own what's gone wrong for him this year, but he has had a rough year from everything that I've been reading like the last hour or so. Like, because when we, I think when we all saw that kind of trade and then saw that he was getting waves, like, wow, like Reggie Jackson, that replaceable for the Clippers, just like that, right? Like, what went wrong there? Because we all think of the guy in the Western Conference Finals and against all these other matchups with the Suns, who was incredible. And I think there's an obvious need there, but at the same time, it really comes down to the campaign question, right, Gambo? It's like, if you bring in Reggie Jackson, that means you're expect, you want 100%. someone to compete with campaign. And I'm not sure where the balances lie there. What do you get the feel there for? Uh, Reggie Jackson's a point guard, and if campaign's foot injury is something that they're concerned about, you would want an upgrade over Saban Lee. Um, there's no question that his career, that his year has been really up and down. He has had some really good stretches, and he's had some really poor stretches this year, Reggie Jackson. But he is a guy that has a really good track record, and he's been a solid player. The three-point shot really hasn't been there for him this year. He gets a little bit of size at 6'2". He's a career, I'm trying to think, career, he's about a 35% shooter. But in his heyday, he would hit 40-plus percent from three-point range. So that's down quite a bit. But I still think that he's a solid player. He's been in this league a long time. He's a veteran. But I would say the same thing. If, if campaign, if you're worried about campaign, go get Reggie Jackson. If you're not worried about campaign, you don't need Reggie Jackson. Uh, Kellen, in our final moments here, I know uh, it's just a, a factory of content right now at ArizonaSports.com. 
You got anything coming up we need to be alerted to you want to alert our audience to? Yeah, definitely. So Kevin Zerman and I did three podcasts over the course of 24 hours. We talked about Matt Ishbia, then we talked about Kevin Durant last night, and then we talked about the end of the trade deadline looking at the West today. Kevin Durant called last night, a Twins column that went this morning, and then later today we're going to have notes on some of the buyout targets to expect and all have a reconfiguration of how the West is stacked up after the deadline. We keep going, Bernsley. We don't stop over here. It, 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 you know what? There's no stopping ArizonaSports.com because it's free, baby, churning out all that great content. Kellen, as always, thank you for coming on for two segments. I know how busy you are. We always appreciate the insight, man. Yep. Thanks, guys.